Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hey, this is Herman, founder of Good Bite, fighting food waste one good bite at a time. We are based in Santa Monica. One of the things that really annoys me about some applications out there is when you first download them and you open them, it automatically asks you to sign up and register. And that might not include paying anything, but it's still, as a user, it gets you to commit some sort of email or some sort of, you know, Google integration or whatever it may be in order to access the platform. And because I'm not a fan of that, that's one of the things that I, I had to sort of learn the hard way of how to build. And so when you download Goodbyte for the first time, you're able to go through this tutorial experience of just kind of how it works and, and what, we're, what we're all about, and then be able to browse as a guest all of the available food that's in your area. And until you're ready to actually commit and reserve some meal or purchase a food item, then that's when you'll, you'll sign up and it's entirely free. It's just you, you, you add it, your credit card and then you're able to purchase from there. I feel like that's the move, dude. I feel like, the, but have you tested your technology so that you know it flawlessly works or no, not yet? Yes. Unfortunately, too much. So I totally ran into this problem. Like I, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And um, I also, I need to mention my wife joined me on this project as well. And she is an incredible designer. So together, the app just looks absolutely beautiful. And because I'm a bit of a perfectionist, it works really well, but it almost works too well. Like I, I wanted to release an MVP, but in reality, it's not an actual MVP, it's more of a product. So, so yes, it does work well. Again, just no traction, no audience. I feel like you're actually more successful than you think. It just probably feels deflating because of social media BS. But like, no, I feel like we could get there. But before <laughs> I dive in a little bit more, is it just you building? Uh, from the engineering perspective, yes. It's just me building. And then my wife does all the design work. And she was also going to start spearheading some of the marketing work as well. Any more people on your team or just the two of you? Just the two of us. The, yeah, just and have you us. raised or no? No, no, I haven't raised any money. I haven't really gone out. I, 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 I wasn't thinking of... of uh, trying to lead with uh, any sort of um, VC backing. I just wanted to get out there and, and sort of prove the product and, and see if people would use it and see if businesses would be interested in using it. And you make money off of transaction fees, right? Correct. So uh, the way it works is, um, let's say you have some sort of meal that is offered at $6. We would take a dollar from that transaction. Uh, the restaurant would get from it. And then we would get 50 cents to to, uh, fund the goodbye operations. And then the 50 cents would go to Stripe for the processing fee. My name is Aiden Gold. I work for a biotech startup called eGenesis doing investor relations. We're trying to solve the organ shortage. I'm based in Santa Monica. Such a trip being in neuroscience class. Like you're like, we are 
brains learning about brains our teachers like don't really know what they're teaching us but we're trying to figure it out like it's like such like it's such an exciting field of research like figuring out what makes all of us work and yeah i i love studying it and are you from la so i'm from seattle originally went to school in boulder and then moved to new york and i just moved to la what attracted you to la I mean, quite frankly, the weather. Um, but what's made me really happy here is like all the creative and energetic and people that I've been like interacting with since I've been here. It just has such a special energy about this city. And I'm like, as the people say, long LA, like there's just, there's something going on here. So I'm excited to see, like, I think there's gonna be a lot of unicorns, a lot of good startups, innovation, like good like it's just a it's a really awesome place right now i've said this on a ton of episodes that i actually think la post-pandemic will be a lot stronger than la pre-pandemic i also see that a ton a ton of gen z is moving to la and they're just like let's go i'm like great energy love it so i i agree with you that i think la is just gonna skyrocket forward especially now that people can relocate and move around why'd you pick santa monica like if somebody's moving here it's overwhelming there's so many different places to think about why santa monica well i think it, like it has like beach access so that was like a huge priority it's kind of like a little bit city-like as opposed to like maybe in some more residential areas. And so that's kind of like what attracted to me about like Santa Monica. So normally we, we go uh, in a deeper dive about your company. And so I don't know how much you feel comfortable sharing, but like when people think about you, when they're listening and they're thinking about possibly reaching out, what should they be thinking? Should they be thinking about, you know, bioscience? What should they be thinking about to reach out? Yeah, no, I'm, and I'm happy to talk about eGenesis, like we're a biotech startup, but I would say like in terms of me personally, like biotech is like a huge thing that's important to me. And then like startup investing is something that I've got really into over the last like two years or so. And then like writing productivity and just like connecting with awesome people. Like that's like, those are like kind of the three buckets or maybe those four are, buckets. Those are pretty good buckets. Yeah. yeah so tell us more about Genesis. Yeah. So Genesis is, uh, was founded as a Harvard spin out to solve the organ shortage and we are currently preclinical and we've raised about 250 million dollars so far we're about 80 employees and there's just very few people uh, tackling uh, what we're going after i mean there's 100,000 people on the organ shortage 90,000 or so are uh, kidneys. And so that's our, our lead program is kidneys. And people think, oh, isn't there dialysis for end-stage renal disease or kidney failure? But people don't realize that dialysis is actually, you have a lower likelihood of living out five years than if you have most forms of cancer. So it's not really like a long-term therapy and there's nothing that's coming down really the pike that's going to like address this. And the problem is only getting worse. And so we're, it's just a massive unmet medical need. Hi, I'm Mark McDermott and I'm the CEO of ScreenCloud. We're a SaaS platform for digital signage and we're based in Santa Monica. So it's strange enough, it's nothing to do with what I just said. Uh, like, and I, 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 I'm a real believer in this. Like our journey in this journey started for us with some R&D we were doing back in 2014. I've been working with my co-founders since 2004. So a long time we've been working yeah. together. We had a, a, a digital agency right. and we started to build our own products. And this was one of the products. And the reason for it was I was doing a kind of a sort of a, a, an MBA at the time, part-time 
and the MBA subject was my own business. So it was quite, it was an interesting thing. So I was trying to basically grow our SMB company. We were a small you know, business back then. My tutor at UCL, he kept saying to me, I'm not very personally, I'm not, I'm not a numbers guy. I've never been very good with numbers. I'm a bit kind of phobic of it. I'm right. getting better. I'm getting better, <laughs> but I'm working on it. But for me to understand numbers and to really feel comfortable with them, I need to see them constantly and start to kind of basically, I don't know, become friends with them. So that sounds weird. Right. But like not no. just look at it once, because as soon as I see a spreadsheet, my eyes just go, oh, numbers. But if I see it, in, I see them enough, I, I kind of start to get pain. familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say there's a lot of people and it's embarrassing. I'm CEO. I'm supposed to be like all over this. But for me, I was like, well, can't we get these up on screens in our office? So I just wanted to put three screens up. It wasn't a big office. Right. And I looked into it and I got quotes back for like $10,000. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I just want to show like spreadsheets on there yeah. and just have it update. Like this isn't that technical. And it was around the same time that um, Chromecast and Amazon Fire yeah. TV was first coming out. Yeah. And so Luke, my partner uh, CTO, was like, I think I could make these devices work and we could just put a regular TV, like a you know $400 yeah. TV, up on the yeah. wall with a Chromecast and we could we could make that work. So we did. And what it did is open up the market to all these smaller businesses who historically would have had quotes like that for like 10 right. grand or, because the margins in this game, if you're selling hardware are thin. Right. So you right. wanna sell 50 screens, you wanna sell right. installation services and content, right. not to a small business with three screens. It's like, they don't wanna spend that much money. They can't, right, right, right. it's not worth it. Yeah. So we made it worth it. We said, look, you know what? you can use consumer hardware and we can internet connect it and then we'll build apps to make you get Excel or Google Sheets or Google Drive or whatever, or PowerPoint up on a screen and you can do this yourself. It was The idea was to be like MailChimp for screens and to sort of democratize it. And we did that. We were probably the first in the market to be doing that. Now we have a lot of copycats doing it, which is kind of why we're moving a bit more up market because there's a bit of a price war going on, which we're not right. so interested in. But obviously for the first few years, it was just to see if we could and, you know, there was a lot of people from the incumbent industry were like, oh, no, you can't use consumer hardware. Like, that's not professional. Well, it's, my TV survived enough Netflix binges to tell me that it can do it. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of where, that's where we come from. Really. Join thousands of people in L.A. Tech on our We Are L.A. Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora. With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.